0: Welcome to The Everyday Heroine. This podcast is meant to inspire women's leadership to help encourage women to discover the truth about what they are capable of. Hey, it's Maria with another episode of The Everyday Heroine. In this episode, we are featuring the inspiring women from Hidden Figures as our everyday heroines. I stumbled upon so many interesting facts when I started working on this episode that I had to put some of my ideas on hold for future episodes. I'm so excited. For now, I'll share that I learned that there were four women. The three women highly profiled in the movie are Dorothy Vaughn, Mary Jackson, and Katherine Johnson. Yet there was a fourth. And her name is Christine Darden. These four women are considered the leaders from the group known as the Hidden Figures Women. There were many women who were part of the computing group at NASA from the late 1950s to 1960s. I wish I had all their names to pay them a respectful tribute for all they have done in their careers and for our country. The movie does them justice. To be honest, I feel like anyone listening to this podcast has already seen the movie, so I imagine there is little or no need to motivate you to watch it for the first time. I do hope that you discover something new and different from this episode that may send you back to watch the movie again. Or you may want to follow some of the links in the show notes that give you a deeper understanding of the huge impact a movie can have on the world. I learned a lot more than I expected. So I'm taking a slightly different approach here because I believe I can help you uncover a lot more than you ever expected. There are two questions that drive my curiosity. What makes this movie so great? And why was 2016 the perfect time for the movie to come out? I will answer the second question first. Why was 2016 the perfect time for this movie to come out? To answer this question, I was very curious about a few things. Who was the President of the United States of America? And what does the Olympics and the women's movement have to do with anything? Here's what I discovered with my research. In 2006, Tarana Burke coined the phrase, Me Too, as a way to help women. In 2008, Barack Obama was elected president of the United States of America. In 2010, Margot Lee Shetterly, the writer of Hidden Figures, was sitting in her parents' home catching up with her dad about some of his co-workers at NASA, many of whom were black female scientists. Why haven't I heard this story before? Shetterly's husband asked. That's the same thing I said after watching the movie Mercury 13. Why haven't I heard this story before? All I can remember about my life between 2006 and 2010 was the persistent voice inside my head screaming ever so softly, you need to do something more rewarding. When I told a good friend of mine about this small but mighty voice, he said, Do you mean something more rewarding than being a female engineer? And it made me sit up and think about that. What made me see my life so different than he did? What made me think that my life was less than completely heroic? President Obama awarded Katherine Johnson the Medal of Freedom on November 24, 2015, which was near the end of his presidency. The Presidential Medal of Freedom is an award given by the President of the United States, and it is the highest civilian award in the U.S. It recognizes those individuals who have made an exceptionally worthy contribution to the security or national interests of the United States, world peace, culture, or other significant public or private endeavors. President Obama heard the story of the hidden figures. In 2016, the Olympics records 44% of medals being awarded To women. I remember watching the 2016 Olympics and I remember hearing the reporters talk about women, making a big deal about the women, as if this was the Olympics for the women. I didn't realize a few facts that I just discovered. Between 1984 and 2016 the medals awarded in women's events grew from 25% to 44%. They were probably talking about the women because women's events have never been equally represented since the very first Olympics in 1896, where no women competed. I can see why I felt like they made a big deal about women in 2016, because the equality was getting worse closer. For those who love to see the statistics, I share a link to a graph of the data in the show notes. The movie Hidden Figures came out in 2016. On October 5, 2017, actress Ashley Judd accuses media mogul Harvey Weinstein in a breaking story by the New York Times. In 2021, at the 2020 Olympics, women dominated like never before for the USA, earning 66 of the 113 medals. That means 58.4% of all U.S. medals were won by women, easily surpassing the previous best result for American women, which was 55.8% of the medals at the 2012 London Olympics. The 66 medals is the most ever won by U.S. women at an Olympics. If U.S. women were their own country, they would have finished fourth in the Olympic medal count, ahead of Great Britain, Japan, Australia, Germany, and nearly 200 other countries, and behind only the entire US team, China, and the Russian Olympic Committee. I share all of this because I believe that we are all related and that everything matters. I believe that being a female engineer matters greatly, especially when it feels like it doesn't, and even when you don't get recognized for it. I believe that the movie Hidden Figures is a treasure that goes far beyond the powerful story that it tells on the surface. And I believe that the Olympics, the film industry, and the women's movement are all related and become stronger together. One without the other is not nearly as powerful. Just like one courageous act from one woman helps to empower other women to be as courageous. And now for the second part. What makes this movie so great? The timing was important and it seemed like a bit of destiny to come out during this time. The movie begins with a scene where Catherine Coleman is shown discovering her greatness in mathematics at a very young age. I love how they show her walking through nature with that little girl voice, seeing the world through the mind of a natural mathematician. Even in the waiting room as she sketches geometric shapes in a notebook and as she sees geometry in the stained glass windows, she just can't help but see the world in numbers and shapes. Catherine doesn't know any different. She's just doing her thing. Her parents are completely surprised when her teachers announce a scholarship. The beauty in Katherine's story is that her teachers notice that she has a special talent and they do what they can to give her the chance to see what she becomes. When I was in elementary school I discovered my talent in math. One evening our family was watching tv together in front of the only tv we had. When my father asked my mother to solve a two-digit multiplication problem I took it as a challenge. I solved the problem in my head as fast as I could and I blurted out the answer, before my mother. My greatness was met with the same surprise Catherine's parents had in the movie. The downside for me was that I didn't have my teachers there to help me and my parents understand how great my talent was for my age. I mistook my mother's look of surprise like I did something wrong. You know that look your mother gives you. I eventually figured out that math was going to be my ticket to freedom. Even though it wasn't glamorous, it was the only thing I had. The next scene is one of my favorites from the entire movie because It is too close to a personal story of my own. The scene shows the three women on the side of the road in a broken down car. When a police officer shows up, you can see the fear that jumps into these women as he approaches not knowing how things will go. The women are able to use their instincts to navigate the tricky conversation. Dorothy jump-starts the car when she bypasses the starter with a screwdriver, and they end up with an escort to work by that same police officer. My story goes like this. One summer, during my college years, my two brothers were working on the car in the driveway when I heard a big ruckus coming in the house. Like a good sister would... I peeked my head out of the bedroom to see what's up. My two brothers seem to have a big problem and they are coming to tell me all about it. They tell me that they dropped a wrench into the car and that when they go to pick it out, they get shocked and the car tries to turn over. So I say, why don't you disconnect the battery? And one of my brothers says to me, in the most disgusting tone possible, as if I said the most ridiculous thing on the planet, he says, What does the battery have to do with the electricity? And I couldn't even speak. I said nothing. I followed them back to the car, and I took a seat on the tractor inside the garage so that I would have a front row seat to what was going to happen next. And wouldn't you know it, each brother, one at a time, reached their hand into the car to pick out that wrench that was bypassing the starter. Now these are my brothers, and I can tell you that it was very disturbing to see a person shocked by cold cranking amps that are meant to start a car. After the two failed attempts, one says to the other, why don't we disconnect the battery? And I immediately went back into the house without saying a word the whole time. There was something in me that knew there was nothing I could say after I gave them the answer and they shot it down. I remember thinking, If my brothers treat me this way, when they are the ones that should know me the best, then how will other people that don't know me treat me? I guess I felt like they did me a favor in preparing me for what was going to come later in life. And I honestly thanked them for that. And somehow, many years later, this movie comes out and it seems to mirror many parts of my life experiences. There's a scene where you see the hidden figures starting their work day in the room labeled as colored computers. The first time I saw the movie, this was mind-blowing. Who knew and who's been holding this story back from the world, right? I'll share one more story with you from my early experiences. Between the time I graduated high school and ended my first year of college, I went from hearing for the first time that apparently engineering is a man's world, to being in a sorority full of women who were engineering and accounting majors. Talk about a 180 shift. While I was in college, I could see both worlds. In class, I was one of a very small percentage of women studying with mostly men. Outside the class, I was part of a group of women full of nothing but amazingly fun, inspiring, smart, and capable individuals. Being a part of this group of women and seeing what was obviously possible was probably the most important part of my long-term career success. When upper-class women graduated and secured good-paying jobs with expense accounts and company cars, my expectations were cracked fully open to see a career that was unlimited. After college, I would come across only a few women, here and there, throughout my career, and only two that I can say stand out as women that I could call my friends. I always wish there were many more. The movie helps us understand how important the sisterhood was that formed between the women in the colored computing group. The success of one meant the success for all of them. Here are some of my favorite scenes that make this movie great. Dorothy Vaughn fights for the position of supervisor and eventually gets it in the end. Katherine Johnson's first day at the Space Task Group displays amazing courage, humility, and grace. And she shows the epitome of women's leadership. Even when she gets her first cup of coffee, and especially when she throws a fit for the long trip to the colored woman's bathroom, she is a great example of what is possible. Catherine's ability to stay connected to the vision of going beyond the numbers when no one else could sets her clearly apart from her male counterparts. Catherine's ever-so-supportive mother and her loving example of motherhood herself add to her strong character. Career women understand that when the workday is over, you just play a different role and the work continues. Mary Jackson pushes back on her husband, who was going off on her, saying, Freedom is never granted to the oppressed. And Mary letting him know, there is more than one way to achieve something. She holds her head high when he tries to tell her, civil rights aren't always civil. And then she turns around to mother her two little ones. It's not always easy to stay positive when there are so many roles a woman must play. Catherine sets some clear and appropriate boundaries with Mr. Johnson. Puts him in his place by letting him know yes, they let women do some things at NASA, and it's not because we wear skirts, it's because we wear glasses. And then she turns and walks away from him ever so politely. I love how Catherine takes to the chalkboard like a pro. Getting into her zone of mastery is golden. Those early experiences can really form a woman. Dorothy's intuition and curiosity about the IBM computer and her tenacity for stealing a book to learn Fortran. She has amazing insight that one day turns into a job-saving effort for the entire team. I appreciate Kirsten Dunst for playing a wicked mean girl. Apparently, this movie was her highest grossing film outside of Spider-Man. I love girlfriend time where cards are more important than hearing Mary complain about discrimination. Catherine continues to set a fine example of how to keep your boundaries with a man when he is trying to apologize for his previously offensive behavior. She gracefully forgives the man while being clear about what she expects him to do as Mr. Johnson works to patch things up with her. This is great relationship advice in action. Dorothy Vaughn fixes the IBM computer without any help from the expert consultants. The bathroom scene where Catherine pushes back on Al Harrison when he calls her out for being missing. And the shame on us that is communicated in silence as Al Harrison takes the colored label off the coffee pot. In A Changing of the Guard, I love the scene where Al tire irons the sign off the colored lady's restroom, finishing the ceremony with a quote, Here at NASA... We all pee the same color. Watching the real-life footage of JFK speaking still gets me emotional every time I see it. I love the look on Levi Jackson's face while the news of the Freedom Rider bus burning was on TV. Love that he challenges Mary when she says, The kids don't need to see this. And he says, Everyone needs to see this. Mary Jackson eventually gets the courage to fight for a seat in a classroom that would lead her to become an engineer. She does the research. The conversation with the judge was beyond inspirational, and it gives me chills to see her victorious outside the court building afterwards. I love the back and forth with Paul Stafford and Katherine Johnson as she fights for what she knows is right to calculate launch and landing coordinates. The movie trivia indicates that he was not a real person, but represented many people that would display such acts of discrimination. Of course, the top all-time favorite scenes are when Catherine fights her way into a meeting where she expects to gain important information to do her job, but instead she's offered the chance to show her zone of genius in front of the men who would later give her the chance to save the entire mission to space. Part of what makes Hidden Figures such a great movie is the connection it makes with women who know these exact struggles of working hard to be yourself, yet looked at as less. Even after proving your greatness time and time again, you are still required to overcome obstacle after obstacle as proof of worthiness in the eyes of others. This is an unfortunate truth in life to this day. There are many young girls who have natural talents in math and science that need to see what is possible by literally seeing it in action by other women who go before them. This movie does just that. This movie shows every challenge that women are up against in our modern world. It shows us some of the most graceful ways to deal with these harsh obstacles. It resonates because it is real. Women are needed more than most people are willing to admit, and it can be frustrating to be seen as less when you know the truth of what you are capable of. Women can and will thrive under such harsh conditions, but they shouldn't have to. Imagine a world where we don't need to. That is the world where everyone thrives. This movie has become a comforting ritual where I know somehow that I can be seen and heard just by watching it. Like finally someone understands me. It has become a safe space like a comfortable pair of jeans with a sweatshirt, cozy socks, on my favorite couch, under a fleece blanket, next to a fire, drinking my favorite hot chocolate, next to my loved ones on a cold winter day. It is comforting. Somehow, watching this movie makes me feel like someone really gets me for the first time. But I realize I may be biased. Actually, I know I'm biased. So I did some more research, and I found something interesting. I went to IMBD to see the difference in how this movie was rated versus Captain Marvel, and here's what I found. It really was amazing. Hidden Figures has a rating of 7.8 out of 10, with a popularity of 1,245 at the time of this recording. Captain Marvel has a rating of 6.8 out of 10, with a popularity of 253 at the time of this recording. I find that interesting. One more thing before I bring this episode to a close. I found a YouTube video from a White House Hidden Figures event that I highly suggest you watch for some additional commentary on making the movie. All the links are in the show notes. And as a final comment, I will share the quote from Carl Zielinski in the movie. We are all living the impossible. Thank you so much for listening to The Everyday Heroine. It is my honor to be on this journey in life with you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Before we come to a close, we would love it if you hit that follow button. Check the show notes for additional information about this episode and how we continue to help grow the inspiring leaders of the future.